0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to John. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus moved about within Galilee. He did not wish to travel to in Judea because the Jews were trying to kill him. but the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles was near. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, he himself also went up, not openly, but as it were, in secret. Some of the inhabitants of Jerusalem said, Is he not the one they are trying to kill? And look, he is speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Could the authorities have realized that he is the Christ, but we know where he is from? When the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. So Jesus cried out in the temple area as he was teaching and said, "'You know me, and also know where I am from. Yet I did not come on my own, but the one who sent me, whom you do not know, is true.' I know him because I am from him and he sent me. So they tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand upon him because his hour had not yet come. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Jesus Has anyone ever read C.S. Lewis's uh, Screwtape Letters? It's, uh, it's a great book, and it's quite confusing the very first time you read it, so it actually needs to be read two or three times. It is written from the perspective of of the demons. And when they, and they refer to the enemy in the book, it's quite confusing because the enemy to them is God. And so you have to again read it a few times, but I bring that up because the book of wisdom today, it's very reminiscent of this ordeal that's going on, that, that these demons are seeking to destroy us. In the book of wisdom, this section, is actually referring to the ungodly and their their frustration their aggravation or their disdain for the righteous man so that's that's who they're referring to and they say the wicked sit among themselves those are the ungodly thinking not aright. let us beset the just one this is the the righteous man and the righteous man can be any of us the righteous man is is one who claims to have to, that god is their father and so we say god is our father means we're seeking after righteousness, but they go on and on about all the things that upset them, all the angers, all the frustrations. And the reality is this, as we seek righteousness, as we seek after holiness, as we seek after being uh, Christians and disciples and followers of God, there will be people, the ungodly and others, who do not want us to follow him. And they will do everything in their power to dissuade us are you ready? We have to be on guard. We have to be prepared. We have to be aware and alert to the fact that the enemy is out there. And the enemy is is much more elusive now than ever because the enemy has seeped into this idea of all the ordinary things of the world. As humans, we are taught to seek to have a full life What does it mean to have a full life, to be happy, joyful, satisfied. Those are all true, but at what costs? At what cost are we willing to accept certain facts or certain things and yet renounce or reject God? Am I willing to put money and power and prestige ahead of worship of the Lord? Am I willing to allow fear or the loss of friendships ahead of truth and justice. The world wants us to fall asleep. The world wants us to go into a coma essentially and not be aware of all these things happening. The devil is a trickster. He is very clever and yet God is smarter and it will require difficulties and moments of our lives will require rejection of certain things that outwardly appear good at first and may even have elements of goodness in them, and yet leave us hungry for more. And so we see that in the book of wisdom today. They get so upset because they say his life is not like that of others and different are his ways. The just man, the righteous man, is willing to reject the, the things of this world, the sugar, the candy, all the the fake filler, in a sense. He calls, blessed the destiny of the just and boasts that God is his father. Do we not do the same? And should we not? With revilement and torture, let us put him to the test that we may have proof of his gentleness and try his patience. The ungodly will do everything they can to try to get us to reject the Lord. So now the psalm is... Our next saving grace. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. We will go through so many trials and tribulations. Some will be very major, most will be very minor, and yet the Lord is close in every instant to us. The world wants us to think that when we're going through these difficulties that God is actually farther away, that we can't see him, that he's left us, he's abandoned us, he's rejected us. This is a lie. It's not true. But it's hard to accept the truth that God is even closer. In the end, this is the beautiful part about Lent. We know the end of the story. God wins. Satan loses. And the victory goes to the ones who are perseverant in seeking after the Lord. So, two things to consider today. One, homework. Not really homework because I'm not going to grade you. I highly encourage the reading of the Screwtape Letters. Great book. You just have to read it two or three times for it to actually make some sense. Secondly, it's to be reminded that as we seek righteousness, as we seek justice, as we do all the things that are good that the world might tell us is foolhardy or or not necessary that we might face persecution and rejection that sadness that brokenness that will appear in our lives that's when the Lord is closest and so the last is an encouragement to fall forward fall towards the Lord in moments of doubt despair impatience whatever it is to fall towards him to let him catch us, in a sense, to fall into his arms. Because the Lord has the victory. The Lord is the one who triumphs.